Turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter number 11. I'm just going to say a few things here tonight. I'm not even going to give you enough time to go to sleep on me, all right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans, chapter number 11, beginning in verse number 33. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable, everybody say unsearchable. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Everybody say his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. For of him and through him and to him are all things. Hallelujah. To whom be glory forever. Amen. With the Lord's help here tonight, I want to preach a sermon on unlearning God. Unlearning God. Let's bow our heads. We're going to say a prayer here tonight. Uh, uh, Brother, Brother Davis, would you, would you say a prayer over the sermon? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful. You can be seated here tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, how many of you think you got God figured out? Hallelujah. You know, we have the attributes of God, but his ways are beyond us. I believe that we can know God, but not know everything that he does. There's sometimes I look at my wife and I wonder, man, what in the world is she doing? And uh, I know her, and I look, and I think, what is she doing? I get, to, I get to know a little bit more about her by finding something else new about her, something I didn't know that she's doing. So there's times whenever I look at God, and I think, man, I've got him all figured out. I know how he moves. I know how he heals. I know how he saves. I know how he this. I know how he that. And then all of a sudden, I find something else out. He heals in a new way. He touches in a new way. He saves in a new way. God is past what we can think. Hallelujah. I want you to know here we are serving a God uh, that we cannot put in a box. Amen. Hallelujah. How many can say amen to that statement here tonight? Glory to God. Just when you think that you've got salvation figured out, just when you think you've got everything figured out about how somebody can get off drugs or how somebody who can get off alcohol or how somebody can get off pornography or God will come up with another way. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden you lose hope in somebody and then they end up getting saved. Glory to God. And you're wondering, well, hold on. That's not the way that it's supposed to happen. But a lot of times we box him in. But I want you to know here there's things in our lives that I believe that we feel like we have learned how it's supposed to be done. Can you say amen? 
There are things that we have learned. The Bible talks about Jesus told some of the some of the uh, uh, priests, uh, or not the priests, the um, the. Uh, 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 I can't remember the Sadducees or Pharisees or the Sanhedrin, but it was a leading group. And he he told them, he said, he said basically that they were doing the traditions of men. What does that tell us? They had learned a way. Hallelujah. They said that they said to certain people, you know, you can't heal on the Sabbath day. You can't help on the Sabbath. You can't do this. You, and, and God said, no, you guys have got it all wrong. You think you know, but you don't know. Hallelujah. And so there are certain things as he began to to teach his disciples and begin to start this new church. Not that he said everything needs to be revolutionized. Not he said not that he said everything needs to be changed. But he said there were certain things about me that you need to unlearn. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just when we think we have God figured out, oh, hallelujah, all of a sudden he does something in a new way. We see the man at the pool of Bethesda, all right? This man thought uh, God's divine healing came in only one way. Right? You guys follow me on that story? Here this man, the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 5, that not Matthew, John chapter number 5, the Bible gives us this story of this man who we really don't know the age of this man, okay? This man, it doesn't say as far as I know from what I've read, doesn't tell us what the age. All we know is that this man had been in a crippled state for 38 years. Think about that. I'm 38 years old. So I don't know, maybe he was born into this thing. Maybe he's my age, all right? Maybe he's sitting over uh, on the porch up there and, and he's, and he's, and he's uh, uh, seeing uh, at a specific season, nobody knew really what time. Nobody probably knew if it was gonna be in the morning or maybe sometimes the angel came and troubled the water uh, at evening or maybe sometimes it was at noon. You know, maybe sometimes it was at the beginning of the season maybe sometimes it was at the end of the season but somewhere along the line that water got troubled and when that water got troubled there was a race to the pool so that way somebody they knew somebody whoever reached the pool first was going to come up healed hallelujah and so in his mind he was thinking that God is sending an angel to trouble the waters and the way for me to get healed is to be able to make it to that water first and in his mind that was the only way that he could, could think that he had a perceived mindset that this is the way that I'm going to be healed and in our circumstances and even in our spiritual uh, Christian living every day of our lives if we're, if we're not careful we will allow ourselves to be patterned of a specific way that things have to happen. Hallelujah. There's no other way that God can move. This is the way that God moves. Hallelujah. This is the way that God touches. This is the way that God saves. This is the way that God meets that financial need. This is the way that God saves my child. This is the way that God saves my parents. This is the way. This is the only way. We've sat and watched as multiple people have come down and received salvation. Oh, but our mom or our dad haven't come or our spouse haven't come. And so 
we thought in our mind the only way that this is going to happen is if this, and so we've, we've, we've got a one track mind of this is how, but I want you to know here today that what God wanted to do this day to the man at the pool of Bethesda is he wanted to change his perceived mindset. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying? His perspective, his way that he thought he had to unlearn. I said this man had to unlearn how God was going to heal him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 38 years in this condition. I don't know, born this way. Why? I don't know if you drunk out of this or not, but I'm going to. 38 years in this condition. Maybe born this way. You know, I got to thinking about this story. Maybe he wasn't 38. Maybe he was 58. Maybe at 20 years old, <clears throat> this man got hurt. Think about it. Maybe he, 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 he was an awesome young man. And I know that this is Jared Davis chapter 5, verse number 32. All right? So I don't, I'm doing a little uh, exegesis, don't like to do it, but we're just going to use our imaginations for a moment. All right, so here we go. We're 58 years old. Here he's grown up. He's done everything right. He's tried to do. I'm telling you that there's people that I know of that have this story. They grow up. They've done everything right. They've done what they could. Sure, they probably made a few mistakes, but that's all right. They come up. They're trying to do. They got him a good job. They got him a good wife. They got him a good husband, whatever it is. And we see them come up, and they're doing what they can for the Lord then all of a sudden 20 years old boom something happens somebody in the church says something some type of, uh, of, of leadership hurts him something happens to him and then we see him step away and then we see him step away further and further and further and then we see him here 38 years later oh my God setting up at the porch glory to God everybody's given up on him they said there's only one way that they can do it and they're missing it every single time and I want you to understand that we have to unlearn some of our preconceived. Oh, come on, church. Hallelujah. I'm telling you here today that God can move in more than just one way. We have to unlearn some things. Glory to God. And so we see this man. Oh, we see we, we see it right here in verse number uh, 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 six when Jesus came up to him. And he asked him a question. Listen to this. Uh, oh, Brother Stephen, I don't know. You, you had somebody come. You've been, you've been crippled for 38 years. Uh, somebody comes walking up and says, will you be made whole? You know, what kind of question is that? Will I be made whole? Well, I would sure like to. And I can guarantee you can see by basically what this person says here that this man turns to him and he says these words. He says, sir, I have no man. Think about that. The only way that this man was thinking that he was going to be able to be healed is if he had someone that would wait and take him to the pool whenever it was troubled. There's no doubt in my mind, church, that year number one, he probably had a crowd that was waiting there with him. And somebody said, the waters are troubled. And here they come, grabbed him up and took off. But the blind man made it first. Hallelujah. And he came up seeing. And everybody 
everybody else went back crying. And then the next time, it was only half a dozen of them there the second year. Oh, and here they were out there ready. They'd been waiting for days, maybe weeks, we don't know, maybe a month. It was around that season, waiting morning, night, everybody taking turns. We're not gonna miss it tonight. Tonight's the night. Oh, and he was counting on men, hallelujah. That's the way that I'm going to receive my healing. Oh, hallelujah, day number two, the waters are troubled, the cry comes out. They come, they're almost there, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, but the deaf man made it first this time. He comes out saying, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear. And the crippled man, because he's crippled, couldn't run. He had to have the help of a man, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Oh, so they had to carry him back. Oh, we'll get it next year. The next year, maybe it was only four, then maybe three, then maybe two, then maybe one. Somewhere down the line, the people looked at him and said, there's always going to be a deaf man that makes it before a Mm, hallelujah. Come on, church. There's always going to be a, a blind man that's close enough to jump. Come on, church. Hallelujah. You see, what your problem is, is you're crippled. Hallelujah. And, and you need somebody to take you. Oh, hallelujah. So he looks at Jesus and say, he don't realize probably who he's talking to. He looks at God himself that commissions the angel to come down and trouble. Oh, hallelujah. God, he's got God himself looking and saying, oh, will you be made whole? Now you tell me, I'm gonna tell you something. God coming, there ain't no accident about this. God come by to a man been sitting there 38 years and ask him, will you be made whole? And he looks up and he says, I don't have a man that can take me. I try multiple times. You're, you gotta think 38, that's how old I am. 38 years of trying to crawl himself to the pool of Bethesda. 38 years of trying every tactic. I've waited down there. I've been outside of the porch. I've waited down there when it was storming, when it was raining. I've been to, I know I know what it's like to wait. I've been sick because of me trying to get close enough that I can get healed. But every single time, I can't do it to the point that every man gave up on me and I even gave up on myself. Oh, I want you to know here tonight, oh, if we're not careful, we'll get in a mindset that it's only going to be through somebody else that we get our help. Oh, hallelujah said is there a man oh I believe Jesus could have looked back to him brother Mitch and said do you know who you're talking to hallelujah you're not talking to just a run of the mill man oh I believe this man looked at him he was hinting around to Jesus will you be the man that'll wait and carry hallelujah I said no I'm not a man hallelujah come on church hallelujah I'm not a man. I'm God himself. Come down in the flesh. Hallelujah. If you just knew who you were talking to tonight. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to understand here today, there's not somebody who's too crippled that can still be touched, can't be touched by God. Hallelujah. He was imprisoned by what he knew. I want you to think about that statement. He was imprisoned by what he knew. 
Isabel come up there and told me, she said, man, this one and this one, we want to see them do good, trying to help them, want to see our class and our youth group and hallelujah, glory to God. Sis, if you only knew what God could do with you, with this youth group, with this church, if you only knew, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Man, if we could just get a couple of guys fired up, glory to God. Man, if you only knew, glory to God, of what we got to get, we've got our mindset. We see, we think, we talk about the 3,000 getting saved as if that was a one-time occurrence. And I want you to know that there were thousands that have been saved throughout history in short period of time. A lot, hallelujah, I said a lot, glory to God. And I'm telling you, if we can get out of the mindset of just simply trying to fill this building up and get into the mindset of winning the community and within the nation there's no telling what God could do with us hallelujah but the problem is is that we've learned God and, and we're imprisoned by what we know hallelujah God can only move in this way hallelujah oh glory to God Jesus greatest miracle that day was not the healing of a crippled body it was the healing of a crippled mind hallelujah Mm, hallelujah. Well, you tell me, bro, I said the greatest miracle that that crippled man got was not walking away, but it was perceiving God and thinking of God in a completely different way. Hallelujah. Well, you telling me, brother Jared, the greatest healing was not that he could walk, but it was that he could think that there is a God, hallelujah, that's greater than any man, hallelujah, that he can heal at any season, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God, come day, come night, hallelujah. Don't matter when, oh, hallelujah, his mind was open, oh, to the God of all creation that day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The greatest miracle that day was not the healing of a crippled body. It was the healing of a crippled mind. Jesus didn't just set him free physically. He set him free cognitively. Hallelujah. He set his mind free that day. Oh, no. This is the only way that revival can come. We have to have seven services in a row. And if those seven services go well enough, then we'll have three more. And then if we can get everybody shouting and everybody feeling good and everybody still willing to give in the offering, then we'll go ahead and go for another five days. Maybe we can make two weeks out of this out of this hive. I want you to know here today that revival doesn't, mm, hallelujah, Revival doesn't have to come in that pattern. Hallelujah. It can come when a young lady and a young man get fired up for the Lord and they begin to have revival on a Monday morning in their prayer closet. Hallelujah. Or in the nursery grouped up together. Oh, we've got to start unlearning what we think we know about God. God can do so much more. Allow him to open up your mind here today of what he's capable of doing. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I want you to walk away from this service knowing that you can have revival tomorrow morning. 
I want you to walk away from this service not thinking that you know exactly how God can move because his ways are above our ways. Hallelujah. He can move in so many different ways. Hallelujah. All right. I've already went a little longer than what I thought I was going to. That's all right. Hallelujah. Brother Wyatt gave me a little extra time. Glory to God. Wyatt, right, buddy? You said Brother Jared can preach another 30 minutes. Hallelujah. I don't know. I was six, I think. I think I was six years old. Hallelujah. We gathered together in that room. Hallelujah. And we prayed, hallelujah. We gathered together as a family, hallelujah. We come together. And dad said, we don't have the groceries to eat anything for, for our Sunday lunch dinner, or lunch, or dinner. And so we didn't know what to do. We didn't, we've already used all the rice. We had already used all the beans. We had fried them, refried them, and re-refried them. We'd done everything that you could in the house and done everything that you and we got together that morning before we went to church hallelujah now anybody else would say you know what we're not going to go to church we're just going to you know we're going to I'm going to try to go out and find a job or I'm going to go to you see they think that they learned everything come on church hallelujah Oh, but we gathered in that uh, that 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 uh, little trailer there. Hallelujah! And Dad told us the situation, and we gathered three little three little cotton top boys there, and we began to pray. Hallelujah! We said a prayer, man. I don't remember it being revival like. I don't. A matter of fact, it may have even been a little sorrowful. Hallelujah! Didn't know how it was going to happen. Didn't know what we we're going to eat for lunch. It was just going to be a fast day if it wasn't going to be anything else. Hallelujah! So we said a prayer before we went to church. No doubt in my mind after we said that prayer oh I just thought man you know I, it, everything's going to work out I didn't even think about it but I guarantee you this man was very very worried come on man you know you know what that's like hallelujah I guarantee you this woman right here oh hallelujah and I remember as that before I left that house I came to my mom and I said mom we prayed for groceries this morning for us to be able to to, to, to eat a, a lunch and I asked her I said mom do you think God could give me some Oreos now, I'm going to tell you something. I can eat some Oreos. I ate a half a bag on our way back from St. Louis here the other day. That's right. I can, I can put them down, buddy, and at six years old, I could do the same thing. I remember you get eight Oreos stacked together in a good cup, good whole milk, buddy. You, I'm telling you, you, you know how to do it. You put it, you crack the top of it right there, put it down. That makes it breathe a little easier so that way the, the, the milk can soak in. You don't want to get your fingers in there. That's just gross, all right? If you do, you got to shake it off in the floor. Mom loved it whenever I'd done that. Here we were, six years old. Mom, can God give me Oreos? And she said that she kind of felt like maybe she should say, well, you know, God will meet our needs and maybe not our wants. And maybe she said that God checked her. And she told me, son, if you pray for Oreos, God can give us Oreos. And we said a short little funny prayer there. God, please give us some Oreos as you're going to give us groceries. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Oh, nothing thought about it. I'm sure mom walked away from there wondering, man, I, I, I hope we 
we get some Oreos. Maybe we can roust up a few, few coins and get some on the way home. Glory to God. You talk about a faith checker right there for a little six-year-old boy wanting some Oreos. Hallelujah. We don't have rice. We don't have beans. We don't have anything to eat. I'm praying for Oreos. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, but I remember. Hallelujah. Oh, on that day, oh, there was some bags. Matter of fact, there were quite a few bags. We came in. Nobody gave us an offering at church. Come on, somebody. Help me out. Hallelujah. Nobody gave us any offering at church. Oh, we were thinking maybe somebody slip us a, a little extra money. We could buy some beans on the way home. Come on now. Hallelujah. Nobody slipped us any money. We come home. Wasn't anything uh, there. Hallelujah. We walked up, opened the door, looked over at our at our, uh, at our uh, dining room set, and on the table there, hallelujah, was a stack of groceries, church. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you here today, we're serving a God that can do things that we don't think he can do. I don't even to this day know how the groceries got there. Somebody opened our door, walked in, and put groceries on that table. Maybe it was God himself that put those groceries there. I don't know how it got there, church, but I can tell you it got there, and God is able. Oh, we just need to unlearn it. We need to unlearn him. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. He's unsearchable. And I can tell you right now, as a six-year-old boy, you know what was on my mind. Woo, hallelujah. We got anybody six here? Anybody six years old, Mitch? He's wanting to eat something. Anybody six? Five. Who's seven? Seven? Right here. Seven years old. He's a little bit bigger than what I was. Take a good look at this guy right here. It's about Jared Davis, six years old, wondering, learning who God is, testing him. <laughs> oh, God. Hallelujah. A little bit smaller than this right here. A little bit better looking too. Hallelujah. Just kidding, Bubba. Hallelujah. Six years old, church. Thanks, Bubba. Six years old, I'm running to that table. I'm climbing up on it. Normally, mom would say, get off the table. What are you doing? Not this time, buddy. She's wondering if is little Jared, if his faith is going to be built today. And I'm digging through bags. Hallelujah. I'm digging through. What are you doing, Jared? I'm digging through bags. I'm wondering. I'm testing God. I'm learning. Hallelujah. Oh, I come to one bag and I pull out. Oh, hallelujah. Look, mama. Hallelujah. God, give me some Oreos. God, give me some Oreos. Look at what God done. God. God cares enough for a little six-year-old boy for him to learn how God can move. And if I'm telling you here today, oh, we need to unlearn and we need to start learning God all over again. Hallelujah. No, he won't answer that prayer because that's a one. Oh, I beg to differ. I said I beg to differ at six years old. Oh, God done it for me. He can do it for you. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. I got to hurry up, man. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. So Oreos, here is the Oreo parable. Glory to God. Oreos on the table waiting for me. God answered, give it to me. Boom, right there, sitting there on the table with milk. All I had to do was get a cup. 
cup. And I'm going to tell you something. If I'd have asked for a cup, I guarantee you he'd have probably put a cup in there too. Hallelujah. God was showing me, church. I said, God was learning me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All later on in life, driving down the road, running high fever, told mama, pull off to the side of the road. My grandma's back there, and if anybody knows my grandma, God love her, she, she's a real excited type, hallelujah. She's a little anxious, hallelujah. She, she, she's a little scared, you know. Uh, and, I, and she pulled to the side, I believe Aunt Cheryl was in front with you, and grandma was in back with me. I said, pull over. Mama said, oh no, he's gotta throw up, hallelujah. Oh, I'm gonna get outside of the car and throw up. Here we are, driving beside the highway, hallelujah. Pull over to the side. I step out, I shut the door, hallelujah. And although it wasn't really going through my mind, it really was going through my mind. I know that you can give me Oreos, and if you can give me Oreos, you can heal me, hallelujah. I stepped outside of that car, and I began to run around the car. My grandma sitting in the back said, Tammy, he's delirious. He's gonna run out in traffic and get himself hit, hallelujah. I ran around the car a couple times till I felt victory. I'm talking about a young man, hallelujah. I stepped, got back in the car, closed the door, said drive home, I'm healed, hallelujah. I'm talking about a little boy here, hallelujah. Come on now, I'm telling you, we gotta learn what we think we know about God, hallelujah. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or we could even think. Oh, you gotta start on learning what you think you know about your creator. Hallelujah. 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 Turned the car around, went home. Fever was gone. Hallelujah. Done it again. Later on in life, I've had the Oreo on the table experience. Pretty awesome experience. But I've also had a few other experiences because I've learned that pattern of the way that God works, but he also works in other ways. How many of you ever heard of the do-it-yourself? Yeah, they got do-it-yourself everything now. I like the do-it-yourself pizza where they put everything on there and you slip it in, Papa Murphy's, whew, some of the best pizza you'll eat. So the first time, it was Oreos on the table, milk, everything there. Second time, we had two vehicles down. Well, that's a different time, actually. We, we, we've been, we, we were going through financial situation where we didn't have enough to make our bills. Hallelujah. And we come in. Is this all right tonight? We just, just go through this. We come in, we pray, we said, Lord, we can't make it financially. So we're just going to put it in your hands. And so we prayed, and we said, Lord, we're giving it to you. And you know, I would have loved the Oreo on the table experience at that point. I would have loved for $13,000, $14,000 to be laid down right there and me pay everything off. I'd have loved it. But it didn't come in that way that, this time. This time, it was like the children of Israel taking it little by little. I went uh, preached, a, preached a message for somebody. $1,200 check for that. Actually, it was two services. Unbelievable. Never have received that uh, for a service even since then. 
But we told God, we'll give every red cent to you. We'll pay everything completely off. Everything. We're making a commitment to you. Begin to get tile jobs. Left and right. Left and right. Just doing tile. Going and preaching out. God was blessing us financially. We were just basically taking it and paying things off. You see, sometimes it's a Oreo on the table experience. And then sometimes, I know this isn't Oreos, I, they don't make them, but if they did, I would have bought an Oreo. This is a little simpler than doing it from scratch, it says. But you put this together yourself. It takes a little work. Come on now. Just when you think you got God figured out and you say, man, it's going to be Oreos on the table and everything's going to be just perfect and everything, then God says, no, this time I'm going to make you work a little bit. I'm going to supply the work, but you're going to get out there and work with your hands and get it done. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. We see a man coming. He's begging alms for the poor. Oh, hallelujah. Alms for the poor. Alms for the poor. It come in a different way than what he was thinking. What he was thinking is just give me a little bit money so I can make it till the next day but God give him a healing that day so he could go out and what and work hallelujah come on somebody hallelujah glory to God I said sometimes it comes in a different way what are you telling us brother Jerry I'm telling you you have to unlearn what you think you know about God because his ways are unsearchable hallelujah he's greater than anything that we could think about sometimes it may be Oreos on the table sometimes it may be do it yourself I'll supply but you do the work hallelujah oh and then I love this one glory to God actually I got ahead of my Myself. That was supposed to be uh, King David and Joseph there, but we'll skip that and go to the next one. And this is where that story comes in. No Oreos at all. Whew. I'm going to tell you something. That's a rough time when you don't have any Oreos in the house. All right? You know things are really tough when there's no Oreos to be found. And I remember a time when there were no Oreos in the house. And I scurried and searched and looked under things and over things and in things and around things. And the only thing I could find were these right here. Fudge, what is that? Stripes cookies. Fudge stripes cookies. And you know what? I... I Although I really, really, really wanted some Oreos, I thought, you know what? It's got chocolate. You know, I mean, it's got to be all right. You know, it'll, it'll definitely take care of the sweet tooth, you know. So I remember opening it up, pulling it out, and then grabbing one of them, breaking it in half. You know, you don't want to try a full one on your first try. That's just weird. Dipping it in there. And pulling that thing out, taking a bite. And I was like, wow. I'm going to tell you something. I really like, yeah, I like Brother Singleton. Wow. I really like me some fudge stripes. And you know what I found? I actually like, now don't lose out with me. Pull your tithe. Now I'm going to tell you something. I really like the fudge stripes more than the Oreos now. That's the reason why I don't let Mandy buy them and put them in the house. 
They're gone in a, in a day. I actually had, I made a video with Morgan about how to dip these things. You take them and you put them together like a sandwich. The two backs together. You bite one end and then you bite the other end because that lets the, the milk flow up real easily. So you stick it in the top there. Of course, not getting your fingers in it. That's gross. Comes up and then you're, you're able to eat two at a time. Man, they're good. Sometimes you don't get the Oreos at all because God's got a better plan for you than Oreos. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Sometimes there's a better plan for you than Oreos and you have to accept and go out and try this new way. And then all of a sudden you're wondering, what's Oreos? I'll never say that, but what's Oreo? Why? Because I found something that I like a little bit better. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is there anybody in here ever dated somebody and, 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 and you, uh, one, one uh, uh, old songwriter I heard one time said, I thank God for unanswered prayers, right? All right, you dated somebody and you said, you know, oh man, this is the one. This is the one. I remember the story of, uh, of, uh, um, uh, Billy Graham, his wife, dated somebody, uh, courted somebody, and just prayed and knew that it was the one and knew that everything she said, she said she prayed and just knew that that's what God wanted. Oh, but all of a sudden, everything changed up and it didn't work out, and then she ended up meeting Billy Graham. Hallelujah. I want you to understand here today that sometimes God, oh, doesn't want you to have Oreos. Why? Because he has something better for you. Hallelujah. Because he has something better for you. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm trying to get you to understand here today that you have to stop thinking that there's only one way that God can meet this need. There's only one way that God can save this person. There's only one way that deliverance can come. We have to start thinking and unlearning the things that we have perceived that God can do and we have to start thinking oh that he is unsearchable in all of his ways hallelujah that his ways are above ours and we have to be okay with learning new things hallelujah I said we have to be okay with accepting new things why is that I'm telling you because I'm 30 some years old and found a cookie that's better than an Oreo hallelujah and I can tell you that at 38 years old I've had experiences with God hallelujah just this year that have opened my eyes and helped me to learn about my God in a new way church unlearn him unlearn him allow him to work the way that he wants to work stand all across the building let's just worship the Lord for a few moments hallelujah hallelujah